Well, the question of the day today is not can Jaden Daniels win the Heisman Trophy? It's how can Jaden Daniels win the Heisman Trophy? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, don't forget, you can also find us on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on LSU in that search bar. Hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified as soon as Locked on LSU episodes drop. My name is Caroline Fenton. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one You can also follow along the podcast Twitter at Locked in LSU for some podcast updates. Appreciate you all for being here and appreciate you for always liking, commenting, subscribing, leaving good reviews. Just happy that you're here and appreciate you for supporting and interacting with the podcast. I want to get into the question of the day. Like I said, it's not can Jaden Daniels win the Heisman. Of course he can. Of course he can win the Heisman. It's how can Jaden Daniels win the Heisman. But to kind of backtrack a little bit, to kind of rewind a little bit, to make sure that you're all with me, because I know that there is a fair population of LSU fans out there who don't believe in Jaden Daniels. I disagree. I think that you're awfully maybe short-sighted. If you don't believe in Jaden Daniels, but your opinion is your opinion and you are absolutely welcome to have whatever opinion you'd like. I'd like to backtrack and just kind of highlight why we're talking about this exactly. I didn't just wake up today and say, you know what? I think I'm going to talk about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. This isn't something that I just pulled out of thin air. Here are the reasons why we are talking about this today. First and foremost... Probably most importantly, Jaden Daniels has the second best odds to win the Heisman. And that might be reason enough. Jaden Daniels currently sits on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, my favorite sportsbook app, our official sportsbook app of Locked On. On the FanDuel Sportsbook app, Jaden Daniels sits at plus 1,000 odds to win the Heisman. That's second best, only behind Caleb Williams, quarterback at USC, who won the Heisman this past year, who's sitting at plus 500 odds, which honestly pretty long odds for the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Um, And just ahead of Quinn Ewers at Texas and Michael Penix Jr. at Washington, who are sitting at plus 1,200. So just to give you a little bit of context to make this mean maybe a little something extra, let's look at the Heisman odds at this time last year. Now, the best odds that I could find around like summertime 2022 was June 2022. So just a month difference, but summertime, off season, preseason, talking season odds this past year. The quarterback with the same odds that Jaden Daniels now has to win the Heisman Trophy was Caleb Williams at plus 1,000 for whatever that means, for whatever that's worth to you. Bryce Young had the best odds at plus 200. C.J. Stroud with the second best odds at plus 400. C.J. Stroud was a Heisman finalist. And then you get into names that 
at the time may have felt like Heisman contenders, but once the season got started, it was really like, he's not in the conversation. Like a Spencer Rattler or DJ Uyunglele or a Kennedy Brooks running back at Oklahoma, JT Daniels at Georgia, which, wow, (laughs) throwback. Um, So all of this to say, I know that Vegas doesn't know everything. I know that the Heisman odds, where it stands right now, they really kind of, it means virtually nothing. Vegas doesn't know anything that we don't know going into this season. But what it is indicative of is that Vegas and the people have spoken, and they're expecting big things from Jaden Daniels. Because even the Heisman odds, the way too Heisman odds, way too early Heisman odds in 2022 included the names of quarterbacks that absolutely were Heisman contenders. Like I mentioned, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, B. John Robinson, Will Will Anderson. I mean, those are all names that we all expected big things from, and they delivered. So while Vegas, you can put whatever stock into Vegas that you'd like, but there's still, there's there's some juice to that. The second thing, And probably the most important thing. I know they said the last thing was the most important thing. I think this is the most important thing. It's that we saw Heisman flashes from Jaden Daniels this past season. And look, to win the Heisman Trophy, you're going to have to do a whole heck of a lot more than show flashes to win the Heisman. I get that. I totally understand that. But I look at that three-game stretch. I just simply cannot shake it when it comes to Jaden Daniels. When it comes to kind of deciding my expectations for what Jaden Daniels can be this season, I look at that stretch between Florida, Ole Miss, and Alabama, where Jaden Daniels just had such good games. And no, maybe it wasn't Heisman moments in every single game. No, Jaden Daniels didn't carry the entire team on his back for those three games but he did exactly what he needed to do in order to win those games. And he had very bright and shining moments in each of those three games. But he did what he needed to do and didn't do what hurts the team. Didn't turn the ball over. Didn't make those sloppy mistakes. Threw the ball when he needed to. Ran the ball when he needed to. That was the best quarterbacking of a three-game stretch that I saw from Jaden Daniels throughout the entire season last year. And I have no reason to believe that he can't recreate that this season coming into his second year with a better grasp on the offense, with better chemistry with the receiving core, with an offensive line that I can only expect is improved this season. Now that you've got two tackles on either side that aren't true freshmen anymore. So He showed us flashes last year. And if he can continue that consistency and make them not flashes, but make them just simply what we're used to, I have no reason to believe that he can't be in the Heisman conversation. I'm always very reluctant to pull this card. But Joe Burrow took a whole lot of steps in his second year. He was a transfer quarterback that showed good things, showed some not-so-good things in year one. And then, obviously, we know what he did in year two. I'm not saying Jaden Daniels is Joe Burrow. I'm just saying it's happened before, and it can happen again. The third and final thing that really has some to do with Jaden Daniels, but isn't entirely to do with Jaden Daniels, that is a massive part of the Heisman criteria, that's that LSU could be really good. I mean, one part of the Heisman criteria that 
I don't know if I entirely agree with, but I also don't entirely disagree with is if you lose too many games, you're out of Heisman contention. Now, I think sometimes that's fair and sometimes I don't think that's fair. But LSU could be in a position where they win enough games that Jaden Daniels absolutely is in the Heisman conversation. I think that the Heisman conversation is very closely aligned with the college football playoff conversation. And that's if you lose two or more regular season games, you're probably out. Now, that's going to be hard for LSU to do. But I'm not saying that it's impossible. Because LSU's got at least a a more favorable, favorable schedule. You never have an SEC West schedule with Florida State thrown in there. And you call it an easy schedule. But it's at least more favorable than I believe it was last year. And also... LSU is going into the season with a whole lot of stability and there aren't a lot of SEC programs, both in the East and the West that can say that they're going in with continuity, retention, and stability, whether that's at coordinator positions, coaching position, quarterback position, whatever it is. LSU has got the stability that I can't say that maybe Texas A&M has or the, the quarterback sureness that maybe Alabama doesn't have stability that I don't think Florida has. So LSU's absolutely got that in its corner. And Jaden Daniels alike has that in his corner as well. So that's why we're talking about this. Because it's a legitimate possibility. Because it's not just me talking about this. It's not just you talking about this. It is the national college football court of public opinion that is talking about this. But what does he need to do in order to get there? We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times, 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So that's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets win or lose. Pretty great insurance there. That is $200 that you can spend betting everything. You can do money line. You can do the over-under to who do you think is going to hit the first home run. I think a pretty fair bet to say who is going to hit the first home run, maybe in an Angels game. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, a Shohei Otani as long as that uh, that injury is, is resolving itself and it's coming along nicely. And that is all in the FanDuel app that is super safe, super secure, and also super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. That's one of my favorite parts of the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I don't have to wait around for three to five business days for that money to show up in my FanDuel account. Nope, that'll pop up instantly as soon as you win. They'll cash that out. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, one word. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, will join the podcast. We'll get the latest of the buzz of recruiting at LSU, around Louisiana, around the SEC. So looking forward to sitting down with Brian Smith tomorrow. So I already established why we're talking about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman. And if you are one of those anti-Jaden Daniels-ers, I hope I at least convinced you that this is a conversation worthy of having. And if I didn't, well then, so be it. Um, so what does Jaden Daniels need to do to turn this preseason conversation into a midseason reality? I've got three things. First is you got to balance the pass in the run. One of Jaden Daniels' biggest obstacles, hurdles, or things that he needed to work on, at least at the beginning of that, uh, the be- beginning half of the season last year, he just deferred to the run too much. And that's the tricky thing with Jaden Daniels is you don't want to take the run away from him. You don't want to say, hey, sit back in the pocket and let the 250-pound linebacker come pummel you, even if your offensive line isn't blocking for you. No, I mean, like, running is a big part of Jaden Daniels' game. That's what makes him special and unique, and that is what made this LSU offense at least continue to run at the beginning of the season when they were still kind of figuring their kinks out. So you don't want I don't want to I don't want to act like the mobility of a quarterback is a bad thing, but that can't be your only thing. So I think the key, not just for Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman, but for this LSU offense to be successful, to build upon what it did last year and be even better this year is they have to balance the pass and the run. They have to use the run to set up the pass. It needs to be balanced. That's what you've seen. Whenever they rely too much on the passing game, you don't get things moving as much. When you rely on the run game too much, well, that's what gets Jaden Daniels killed. You need a balance of the two. If Jaden Daniels and Mike Denbrock together and this offense together can find that perfect marriage of ground game and and pass game, I think they're going to be in good shape. The second thing is something that's not specific to Jaden Daniels. It's just criteria for winning the Heisman, and that's those Heisman moments. And I feel like it's almost like a cliche, but it really is like those plays that just make you go, wow, whether it's an individual play or an individual game where they just, you know, like carry the game on their backs. Like I'll look at this past this past season, for example, like if you were to circle a quote unquote Heisman moment for Jaden Daniels, I think it would be him single handedly carrying the team in the Florida game. I mean, Jaden Daniels had three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Jaden Daniels was responsible for 42 of the 45 points that LSU put up against Florida in that game. So that's the kind of thing that I'm looking at is you got to win at least one game, single-handedly. You got to carry the game. You have to, you, you look at the game and you're like, that was the Jaden Daniels game that he just broke out. He was unstoppable. He was unbelievable. And then those individual moments of an insane, you know, 40-yard bomb for a touchdown or Jaden Daniels rolling out when he's got all the pressure in the world caught falling in on him and the pocket starts to fall in and he rolls out of it and he's able to make a play and it's a first down and LSU scores on that drive. Things like that. Like, y'all know what I'm talking about. 
We've seen individual Heisman moments from players who didn't win the Heisman, but I don't know if there's any Heisman winner who didn't have that one game or one play or games or plays that you look at and you're like, wow, that was just something special. That was something that not anyone else or not very many other players in college football can do. So I'm looking at that as what is the game on the schedule that Jaden Daniels can really, you know, get the attention of the national media. And I'm looking at three games, Bama, Florida, A&M. The reason I chose those three games for Jaden Daniels to have his Heisman moment, his breakout moment is one, because those are probably going to be, you know, the marquee games on the schedule. Alabama is probably going to be the toughest game on the schedule, at least conference game on the schedule. And it's also when those games fall on the calendar. I would say Florida State, but honestly, as we all know, once it gets to Heisman voting time, once it gets to college football playoff voting time, everyone forgets about September. I mean, and sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes that's a bad thing. Like it, it worked to LSU's favor this past year before they lost to Texas A&M when. LSU is being talked about as, hey, could they be the first two-loss team in the history of the college football playoff to get into the college football playoff? We talked about Florida State, and it was, well, that was that was long ago. So it's, it's fine. That was long ago. Everybody forgot about it by now. So I think it needs to be a game that's late in the season, a conference game against a good conference opponent that everybody is watching for that Heisman moment to come. I think the third thing to remember is he can't do it alone. Uh, he's going to need a help around him. No Heisman Trophy winner has done it alone. You can win a game alone. I think you need to win a game alone single-handedly. You carry the, the, the team in that game. But he can't do it by himself. I mentioned you're going to have to have a balance of pass and run. That's not something that Jaden Daniels can just do himself. That's what he needs help from his weapons around him. That's when he needs help from the offensive line. He's going to need that protection up front. Because what made us so frustrated is Jaden Daniels always rolled out of the pocket. He was too leg happy. He was run happy. Well, part of the reason that is is because of the offensive line. So I expect this offensive line to be better, more experienced, but he's going to need solid protection up front in order for him to do that. And also, one thing that I mentioned that I hate the criteria is you can't lose too many games. I disagree with that criteria. Um, but I get it. That's just what it is. That's just what the Heisman is. Once you lose that second game, your Heisman odds, I believe, plummet. I thought Bryce Young was the best quarterback in college football this past year. I thought that Bryce Young deserved to win the Heisman a second time because Bryce Young had plenty of Heisman moments. Bryce Young single-handedly won that game against Texas. Bryce Young was a genius against Tennessee. But Alabama lost two games. And even though it came down to walk-off plays in both of those two losses and a walk-off field goal against Tennessee and a two-point conversion in overtime against LSU, Bryce Young was essentially eliminated from Heisman contention because his team lost too many games. I disagree with that, but that's criteria. Hendon Hooker is another one. I didn't think Hendon Hooker deserved to win the Heisman, but I do think that he deserved to get Heisman nods. But again, Tennessee lost that second game against South Carolina. He tore his ACL. He got injured. He was out for that final game against Vanderbilt. Sorry, you can't be in Heisman contention anymore. Again, I disagree with it, but it is what it is. We saw that I thought the two best quarterbacks in college football, Bryce Young and Hendon Hooker, they weren't even finalists for the Heisman Trophy because they lost too many games. So that's the next criteria. Can't lose too many games, but 
to be completely honest with y'all, I think those are all things that are very doable and viable things that Jaden Daniels does deserve the Heisman hype preseason at least. Can he live up to the hype? That's a completely different question and that I think you and I both hope that he can. But coming up next, tonight is the ESPYs. And normally I don't really care about the ESPYs, but I care about it this year. And I'll explain why. And I'll do that coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. Every year, I, I, I honestly don't even know that the ESPYs are happening. Like, I didn't know that the ESPYs were going on until I turned on my radio and I heard a commercial promoting it. So... I worked at ESPN for a handful of years, and obviously it was a very big deal within the walls of ESPN, and I got to do some work on it, and I'm so grateful for the work that I was able to do with the ESPYs, but really as a sports fan, yeah, it's just something that's just kind of a filler throughout the summer, and sometimes it's there's like funny moments that pop up, and sometimes there's a funny red carpet outfit like that one year that Odell Beckham Jr. showed up to the ESPYs, and he wore this outfit that made him look like, like a UPS delivery man, but other than that, I, if there's nothing else on, I'll watch it. I just started watching Succession, so I might just watch that instead. Um, but, I you know, I might turn it on. That's normally how I feel. But this year, I feel a little bit different. Because this year, Angel Reese is going to be presenting an award. Angel Reese is up for an award. She's up for the break, Breakthrough Athlete of the Year. I want to watch her. Like, I want to see her. I want to see what she does. I want to see the personality and the spunk that she brings to her presentation. And I want to see if she wins an award. I want to see who she thinks and what she says when she comes up to the stage. If and when she accepts her award. So that's what makes me a little bit more interested. But I'll, I'll turn it in a little bit more of an LSU aspect side of things. I had a very similar conversation um, on Monday, whenever I was talking about the MLB draft. And I said, I don't really think that Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz going one and two in the draft does a ton for recruiting just because it confirms what we already know. But I did say that I think that what this does, I think that what did help recruiting at the MLB draft was Jay Johnson being on TV and breaking down the, the players who were drafted breaking down the players that he had recruited, talking about the relationships that he had with several players that got drafted, not just Paul Skeens or Dylan Cruz or Ty Floyd, but you know several players that he had the opportunity to have a relationship with or cross paths with. I thought that was wonderful for LSU recruiting, just getting FaceTime. You turn on national television and, oh, there you go. There's Jay Johnson. I feel a very similar way with Angel Reese because – LSU women's basketball doesn't have the same foundation that LSU baseball does. LSU women's basketball has become a widely recognized brand since the national championship because of Kim Mulkey and not just her personality, but the work that she has done in college basketball. She's a women's college basketball legend. So she's put this program on the map. The individual players have put this program on the map, but it just doesn't have the same roots that LSU baseball does. So I think that having Angel Reese, who I think has become the face of LSU women's basketball, if it's not Kim Mulkey, it's Angel Reese. I think that does wonders for recruiting for Kim Mulkey and her program. Because similar to LSU baseball, although it doesn't have the same roots, Kim Mulkey has those roots. She is a proven commodity in this sport. 
So that work is kind of already done, but I think it just continues to hammer at home. The FaceTime that Angel Reese is getting, the money that Angel Reese is getting, the recognition that Angel Reese is getting. She's getting that because she went to LSU. It's the same thing with Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. They went first and second overall because they went to LSU. So I think that's huge for for LSU women's college basketball recruiting. And I think it's huge for the LSU athletic department as a whole. Because again, like I mentioned on Monday when I was talking about the MLB draft, it just continues to hammer home the brand of LSU sports, LSU athletics, and the idea that when you go to LSU, you will get national recognition beyond just what you do on the court one night in the middle of the season. It goes way beyond that. And in the era of NIL, where a lot of players are not just looking at where can I win a championship, but also where can I make the most money? Looking at what Angel Reese did for her brand and continues to do for her brand. And it's not just her, Livy Dunn as well, and several other female athletes, just athletes in general at LSU, have built fantastic platforms for themselves with the aid of LSU. So I think that's going to be huge for LSU athletics, LSU women's college basketball, for Kim Mulkey, for Angel Reese herself. And I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. As a person who doesn't really usually care about the ESPYs. I'm looking forward to seeing Angel Reese at the ESPYs. But that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Coming up tomorrow's episode of the podcast, Brian Smith, Locked On's official recruiting insider, will join the program. So excited about that. All of that coming ahead on Locked On LSU.